0: Disclaimer! the following program features language not suitable for all audiences. And the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. Today is a fun-filled day with all my favorite friends. Uh, that was not supposed to be alliteration, but oh well, I'm here with Blaze. I'm here with Gemini.
1: Hello.
0: I'm here with Menace. Hello. I
1: think he's busy dying. Yeah,
0: he's he's, he's on his on his way out already. And (laughs) we're here with menace. Alright, cool. We're here with Subset. (laughs) Hello. Am I I I not
2: coming through? Am I not coming through? Oh, I thought you were I thought you were
0: were on me, dude. I said
2: alo twice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it yeah, literally
0: no, hasn't showed up. Out, so it just looked like you were ignoring him.
1: <laughs> That's so No, funny. I thought you were dying of what? laughter or something.
0: That's so funny. Oh, oh my lord, dude. Oh, my god. All right. <laughs> all right. We're here. With- and we're here with Subset. Some- yeah, so. What up? And today... We've got. It's already going great. Oh, dude, it always goes great. The recordings never cease to amaze <laughs> me with how wonderful they can be. Uh, with all the crazy stuff going on, I think it's only appropriate to talk about the most kind of infectious social media craze. Blaze, why don't you take us through whatever the hell Skibbity Toilet is? Yeah,
3: so apparently <laughs> the idea of shitpost videos. Uh has continued on to this one and has become an entire series with a YouTuber by the name of very interest it's very interesting name, Dafuq. uh Def- boom. Um spelled D-A-F-U-Q and then boom. Uh has made this like series where each episode's like around a minute long of it starts off with heads that just start coming out of toilets oh and by the way this is being animated through like gmod software
1: i was gonna say isn't it like source filmmaker or something yeah it is yeah sfm
3: but uh it basically starts off with gmod heads coming out of toilets and like attacking people as they say this weird they, they sing this, like, weird, catchy remix that's, a like, a combination of Give It To Me by Timba- Timbaland and Dom Dom Kiss Kiss or Dom Dom Yes Yes by Bisser King. And as the series progresses, it turns into this crazy, colossal war between the toilet people and these people with camera heads and TV heads trying to fight them back. As each episode just gets weirder, And more crazy with the fights as they get some of them get bigger, more decked out with weapons, and it has blown up so much on YouTube that the YouTuber who originally had 1.25 million subscribers because he did a few other Gmod shorts and mini series before that is now at 26 million subscribers in just a few months. He, st- he uploaded the first episode in February back when he was at 1.25 million subscribers and now is at almost 26 million subscribers with over 3 to 4 billion views a month month from this series.
0: That's insane.
3: It it got so crazy that in one of the episodes of this series, one of the toilets did a laser blast at YouTube headquarters indicating how much his
0: channel blew up. (laughs) Didn't it like, maybe uh, I'm uh, misremembering, but didn't it like crash YouTube at one point?
3: It did. So many people were going crazy on this video that it literally shut down YouTube or at least lagged it out
0: for a few hours. Jesus Christ.
3: But there's currently about fifty seven episodes of it out right now and he's still going strong on it. There's a new episode that comes out pretty much like every two to four days and even... Um, Matt Pat, game theorist, or uh, on his film theory channel, he's even done a uh, conspiracy theory uh, about the whole story of the Skimpy toilet. The lore. Um, yep, he made a whole lore video about it, which makes you, which shows how big this is getting. That even he got the interest of doing a lore
0: video for it, especially with the fact that Matt Pat is now one of the very few YouTubers that have had an article written about them on a major uh, news site. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know, I, I think it has an interesting concept, especially with the fact that when compared to, like, big blockbuster movies, like, the quality of the animation just kind of goes hard in these videos.
3: Yeah, he's definitely put a lot of work in, especially in, like, the more recent videos. He's even gone even harder on the CGI and stuff
0: in the studio software for it.
3: But I just think this is funny that this is all being made with, um, sources from Gmod, which just goes to show that that game never
0: die right gmod as long as you're creative enough man gmod will outlive us all no doubt at this point no
4: doubt it always comes back into relevance at some point and we'll never get a half-life 3
2: for.
0: nope Nope. we will never we nope we will never get a Half-Life 3 but going from one artist that's been very much appreciated for his work on YouTube we've got some VFX artists who aren't actually seen with the respect that they probably should be so Tran why don't you take us through with the VFX with the VFX artists and their unions and their unionization
1: um actually tomorrow the voting starts for Marvel Studios the uh, the VFX crews are um essentially going to vote to unionize and every Thing, which for about half a century, so 50 years, it's a, it states that workers in the visual effects uh, department and indus- industry, Jesus, um, have been denied the same protections and benefits that other members of, like, their field, such as actors, writers, and even members of, like, makeup crew and everything like that, costume department and such, they have been kind of denied a lot of the protection and benefits that the others do, and because of that, they've been technically exploited because of that, because, you know, they don't have the protections that they do, and... <laughs> (laughs) it is kind of in the it is my words are dying anyway um it's considered controversial in a sense where some people don't necessarily like unions i'm not too sure how it is in canada when it comes to that as i am an american so i don't really know how canada works with that shit but in america it is kind of like a wishy-washy situation in a sense Where some people really like them other people don't they just say that they just steal your money and don't do anything so it's more of how it works for you but in this case i think it's a really good idea because in hollywood i do feel like a lot of the people that make these movies whether they are you know the writer all the way to like the people who do the effects and everything they do get kind of exploited and everything and they do need those rights and protections that they offer and so yeah starting um um, tomorrow, August twenty-first, they were going to begin to the voting, and they will be due up till September eleventh, and the count will be September twelfth. Uh, there was a bit more to it, Uh but yeah, pretty much like you know, they. It's you know, the Hollywood has had a lot of issues with you know the writer and actor strike that's been going on for how long has that been going on now? Like oh, months at least. Months, yeah. So it's nice to see that they're kind of banding together. I think the only downside is is that this is just for Marvel at the current time. So that's anywhere from, like, you know, the big Marvel movies to the more um, third party Marvel series and everything. So it's it's a slow process, but it is a good right direction.
0: I mean, I just hope. that I, I I just feel like the teams that make up all these big blockbuster movies should be treated with the respect that they deserve whether it's writers VFX artists or anybody on that kind of
1: uh... oh yeah totally they should be and it's nice to see that in a sense that everyone who is part of this entertainment world and department they're kind of pretty much like sticking up for each other because you know they're the only ones who really understand what it's like to do this you know no one not many people do like yeah you know some people say oh it's this that Whatever, but it's nice to see that they have that they're like slowly starting to have each other's back and everything because you know they're in it together. It takes a whole team to make these, whether it's from a short film to a big blockbuster movie, it takes a lot of people, and you all have to work together.
0: And you actually have to treat people with respect and not, you know, force oh, them to work yeah. over time, of course. make on. Un- <sighs> Inhabitable working conditions.
1: Oh, yeah, no, totally. Because, like, here's the one thing, and this is a very minor rant that I will go on, um, is that, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, they praise Japan for a lot of the animation that comes out. A lot of the anime is really beautiful, well done. But a lot of people don't actually know that their workers, they are often worked to death to get to meet their deadlines and to make it look beautifully. Like, it's kind of tragic how terribly these animators over in Japan are treated. It's actually disgusting. It really is, but that's just like a little minor thing and that's not what I'm talking about. It's just, you know. It is nice that over here that we are uh, you know they're they're trying to do something about it and that's nice because um as someone who is part of one, you know, it's nice that I have that protection if something stinky were to happen and it's nice that these people can vote to have that protection if something stinky happens to them.
0: Well, here's hoping, here's hoping that this whole situation gets resolved and the company, not necessarily the company, and the higher-ups that actually dictate the pay and the work structure of these groups can actually come to terms with some level of cohesion so that way we can, you know, have people working again and not ha- not needing to unionize and to strike and to do all this.
1: Well, you want them to because that's, it benefits themselves, but yeah, to, you know, essentially say hey, things are bad, we're not gonna work because our conditions are bad. Yeah, you don't want that because you want to give them the good conditions. Right. I just hope that it does branch outside of marvel to other vfx vfx artists in other departments and other divi- like other places that utilize visual effects and everything but like i said it seems like it's a bit of a slow process for marvel so who knows how long it'll take but it'd be nice to see it branch out to other projects like project heads whatever <laughs>
0: well, hopefully the right people get the right mm-hmm. voices in their ear oh totally but we'll see you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw but uh, speaking of of corporations and their greed. Because let's be honest, that's what this whole... That's so what this whole thing is about in today's media. You think? Um, but yeah, Disney is actually going to be halting their physical releases in Australia because of the fact that the physical sales are just, it's a drop in the bucket compared to the potential for streaming. And so the final movie that Australia is going to receive for distribution is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now, obviously, you'll be able to buy the dvds and the blu-rays from outside retailers but once they're out of stock then unfortunately you'd have to find some other means of getting disney like getting hard copy disney movies into australia and the thing that really worries me about this is the cascade that this can happen across the rest of the world because soon we may not have any blu-ray releases or regular releases at Um, at, at, at regular stores, you know? Like, Disney may go full digital with their streaming, which would really impact a lot of smaller businesses, the ones that actually sell the movies so I don't know I think it's I just think it's really greedy
1: it is however I will admit that does kind of seem like it's the natural progression of things because look at back what 15 years ago I'd say you know there were yeah less than 10 years ago we had regular forms of DVD but they were pretty much kind of made slowly obsolete by blu-ray before that there was VHS which was made obsolete by the CD you know it's kind of the natural progression of technology Exactly. Like, you know, when we were young, young babies and everything, you know, when you wanted to watch a movie, you had to buy it on VHS. Those were the um, days. I'm going to be honest. I I think before then it was like giant film reels. I don't really know because yes. I was born in the 90s. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what my mom was watching shit on. But yeah. The old dust. Anyway, but, um, you know, streaming things become more common. It's sad. It's tragic. It is kind of greedy on their aspect, but... At the same time, if they're wasting money by making these physical copies and they're not selling, it's from a corporate business standpoint, it makes sense to just kind of cut their losses and stop doing it.
4: Right. Yeah, but that's the slippery slope of just stop making actual content actually have something in your hands. Like having
1: I know it it is a slippery slope and that's why I said, you know, it's it's not ideal but I think it is the natural progression of things.
2: You also need to realize that this would, like, the streaming services got pushed so much and box office and movie sales were all down when the Backstreet Boys tour went through. So yeah, like with the with all the sales going down, they kind of stayed down. Everyone's either just watching the movies that come out directly on streaming services or other things like that.
1: I'll be honest, when movies come out, very rarely do I actually go out to see them. Every once in a while I will if it's something I'm really excited about. But usually I just kind of wait until they hit the streaming service. I'm gonna be honest. Like, gee... For the newer release
0: movies, I have made a point to try and go out to experience them, but I will be honest, there's a lot of things that I've just been waiting to come out on streaming or, you know, the uh, totally uh, legal way of uh, just streaming off your computer, which is totally not legal, I should say that. It's not legal at all.
1: That was the other thing I did want to quick mention is if they do get rid of the physical copies, people are still gonna find a way to watch them without having to spend any money. Right. But disclaimer, that is illegal. You shouldn't do that. But you can totally We're not condoning a crime here, Robbie, a federal offense.
0: Yeah, you're right, you're right. For
3: the reason we're gonna get banned on YouTube. You're right.
0: The pop culture effect does not endorse streaming illegally downloaded movies. Or do we?
1: Shut the f*** up, Robbie. The pop culture effect oh my is not God. in any form of sense.
0: No, in, in any form. You're right. Speaking of Ed- dis... <laughs> edit
1: this out. We totally do.
0: <laughs> but yeah, going from... We going do it, but we definitely do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Over. Okay.
0: <laughs> Going from the Disney corporate greed of physical media uh, subset, you talked about ZOM 100 recently, but now you've actually gotten the chance to watch a live action movie. So take take us through it. Well, surprisingly, the movie goes along with the, the same amount of episodes I've just
4: released. So though I will say at some point there was an arc that hasn't been shown yet. And clearly the movie is different in the way they decided to pace the story and whatnot, though they did give more insight on like, the work environment when he was working there the three years until all but everything went up to shit. As it was retelling the story, I thought it was okay. I had some gripes with it, with some of the pacing and some slight changes they did here and there. It was okay to, like, at the beginning to the end, and then it became a bit confusing near the end because an arc popped up, which I haven't seen yet through the anime. It happened first, and then... The uh, another arc that happened within the anime before I saw like whatever they decide to do at this point. It was really weird. I'm it, going it, I, I be on it felt off. But all, all in all, it was a fun watch, other than like small gripes. There's also a bit extra filler between each segment. And they did change one major thing from the anime, which is like the main character and his best friend were sharing the notebook, you know, the bucket list. That didn't happen. same thing with the girl who had her own little bucket list. That didn't happen until, like, the very end, which they all decided to just write in the same notebook. It was a long watch for, you know, its first runtime. I will say, compared to, like, most live-action anime, it's kind of expected to see it not co up to par compared to the anime or like the manga it's based off of without you know hurting itself we've seen it time time again even with the bleach movie live action they did on netflix or we don't, we don't talk about that or uh oh heaven forbid the uh live action death note movie uh we definitely don't talk about that or the trilogy that netflix has of the full metal Alchemist anime but all in all, fun want I mean, you can ignore like the pacing, and you don't think about it too hard. On some points, it, it felt like a good, silly zombie movie, like watching *Zombieland*
0: in a way. Oh, I miss Zombieland. You know they made a second one? Double Tap? Yes. I never got it's around to it. It's not as good, yet. though. It wasn't, it wasn't nearly as good. Yeah, I, that's, that's my guess. Uh, nothing could beat the first one. Twinkies, man? Oh. But yeah, uh, I'm glad that you were able to enjoy it. I'm glad it was a fun watch. Um...
1: This is Gemini, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.
0: But speaking of fun watches, Menace, why don't you take us through the interesting Destiny 2 Game Director video that hit Twitter?
1: For those of you that don't
2: know, Destiny has been in an- real rough patch recently especially when it comes to its player versus player uh, right. aspect of the game uh there was talk about uh the, the they have this weekly thing called a called a twab, twid whatever you want to call it it'll always be twab to me but in in these articles they would constantly say how oh, there's no new pvp maps because making pvp maps is hard it costs a lot of money but they're they've been coming out with i'll talk about this later but they've come out with two now player versus player based games and people were wondering what's going on so the actual game director of destiny 2 came out in a 1v1 sit down on twitter and essentially came out and said yeah we we've heard your feedback we've heard how stuff's been messed up in the game and here's how we're going to fix it so run through real quick When it comes to PvP maps, we are getting map packs at the beginning of the year, which, in my opinion, a map pack means three or more new maps every year. they are. There was talk about the arm. Uh, there was a specific set of armor in the game that was going away. They are going to uh, now add add that armor into the game, and it is also going to be an armor set that was meant to be in the purchasable store. And they're going to put that into the world loot pool for anyone to get out of out of these sets of armor. Uh, there was also talk about. Hopefully it was
0: a better it was a, overall it was a, message than the uh, game development is hard. Oh, oh yeah, he, that earlier. he.
2: Oh yeah, he. He's. It was actually feeling like sitting down and he was talking to you like you were a person. It wasn't just like oh yeah, making excuses, making excuses, right. you.
4: How, um, how every, every game through.
0: developer or how every game company does, they just look at their consumer and they're like, we don't care what you think, we just want to make money.
2: Now buy this twenty dollar bundle. Uh, he's also the balls on this man. Joe Blackburn is his name. He is going to be doing live. Live streams playing destiny with the community. I've I've seen how people can get on company live streams where they are just more toxic than usual and I, I gotta give props to this man for, for saying that he'll do that. Being on streams he's also gonna- and
3: talking to people and answering questions that that are spoiler-ish yeah
2: but it's it, he, wanna, he it wants is interesting he wants to engage in the community more and destiny's always been for for a while up until this last couple years has been really good with communicating to the to the player base on what they want to do and how the game is going okay so it's it's really nice to see after all that we are finally getting some communication and even more now than what we did before
0: so hopes are looking up for destiny too eh
4: Likely. It uh, Depends as time goes like on it. and each train goes past.
3: We do have the showcase on Tuesday, which could either help
0: a lot or it could break it even more. All right. But uh, this last year, it's it's either going to make or break. I mean what also could make and break is the new game that they're making. Aren't they making a new game?
2: It's okay, so they're making two new games technically. One is Marathon, which is a extraction shooter, and then a new one came out recently. This was what they, they originally called it Matter, and they've since changed the code name. This isn't the final name, but for right now it's being called code name Gummy Bear. Uh, It's a more, it's more of a vibrant art style set in a, uh, still in a sci-fi universe, but this one is supposed to be a MOBA-esque. Game and they say it's a mixture of fighting games, MOBA, life sim, and frog type games. Yeah, like Amazing wow. Frog. What
0: whatever frog type games mean? Yeah, you know, like Frogger. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Frog type <laughs> game, menace. Get it through your head.
2: Battletoads.
0: Battletoads. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh wait, it's the same thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they're, they're both green. Nobody will know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: This one actually seems really cool. There isn't much info on it besides the the type of games that it's taking inspiration from, God, like the the genre type. of games it's taking inspiration from.
0: I can't I can't get over a frog type game.
2: Even in the art that they have shown, I, there's no frogs like, anywhere.
0: Like that so. has to that has to be a typo. It has to be a typo. There's no, no that, way it, it was posted
2: be. in their Twitter and on the article for the for the actual game itself. They
0: need to it's explain, explain this. Okay? They need it's to explain, explain to game, what. Right? They need to do a developer. <laughs> they need to do a developer video where they explain what frog type games means
2: first thing on joe blackburn's first stream what is a frog type game
0: <laughs> everybody in the chat what is a frog type game just frog emotes throughout the entire thing
2: i don't know what they're doing with this it does sound cool though uh especially with it being i could see it being like having a hub where or you have your life sim type stuff where you gotta like build up your your community or build up your your hub raise your frog and then you got raise your frog yeah and then you got the actual going out into this MOBA-esque Place and doing like doing your fights and stuff like that.
0: But should they really be adding more projects on when they're already having struggles with their biggest IP?
2: the The fact is that they're it's it's a it's a completely different team that they're hiring right now for this game. I see. Like the game has been so it's a separate incubation period. Yes, it's that one is a completely Ah, separate team. Marathon actually took most of Destiny's PvP team, but (laughs) in the Twitter video, going back to the Twitter video, Joe Blackburn said that they are creating what they used to have for Destiny 1 called Strike Teams. And it was like a specific team put together to go into the community and address issues. And he said that they are making, they are in the process of creating a PvP specific strike team. To go into the community and address those issues. Figure out what those issues are. Go to Joe and be like, these are the things we need to change and do. This is what the community's saying. And then they'll go through it from there.
0: So what you're saying is they're trying to actually make the game better for the people to play it.
2: Yes. Okay. It, it good. seems like it.
0: That's it's good. really nice too because it, for them, it's
3: good that they're getting more people for the other game and then that they're starting to get the, the groups together with strikes for certain projects of the game keep a strategy going because there's really isn't many people working for Bungie. Last time I checked, there's only about 1,500 people working, on, working for Bungie, specifically on Destiny, which is very small for a live game like that. Compared to other live games that have close to three to four thousand people, Mm -hmm. fifteen hundred is usually what you would see for like a normal story game that would just be made.
0: Right. I don't know. I just feel like whenever they do make those kind of releases, it's always half baked because they never take the time. It's always rushed. Everything's always rushed, and it's so annoying. Bungie,
2: Bungie hasn't really. For the longest time, Bungie has only had Destiny. So it's not, like, a whole new game coming out. It's, uh, this is an expansion. Like, I could see that they've made, like, half-baked expansions. Yes. Completely. Lightful. Right there. But when it comes to games and, like, game releases, Bungie's usually been really good with the actual game releases and making sure that the game is polished.
0: So what you're saying is, with all the announcements that have been made and all of the potential that has been talked about, you, you, you are optimistic.
2: Optimistic for this new game. I am semi-optimistic for what comes out of Destiny because Destiny has been, uh, it's been a time, but yes, I'm, I'm getting more and more hopeful. You're warming up to it,
0: but uh, yeah, going from one game that has somewhat high expectations to a game that has just plummeted all expectations ever. Uh, I'm going to take a bit to rant about this new Overwatch season because, oh my God, they scouted me out of $20 for three missions that took me like an hour to You scalped complete. yourself
2: out of $20. You know
1: what? Wait, 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 wait. You have to pay money for this? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All the
2: story missions
0: are connected to the battle pass. Here's the great thing. Here's the great thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so So, basically how it works is there's the free missions, which it's not missions. It's a single mission with other elements, like other enemies, but you do the same Thing there's no difference whatsoever, but yeah, you could do that for free and spend your time doing that, or you could pay $20 and get three missions. Which I'm not gonna lie, when I was playing those missions and when I was watching the cutscenes and when I was feeling the flow of it, I was really enjoying myself. I felt that the pieces that were there were good pieces, it's just everything surrounding it was just. Shit, because like oh man, it's it's getting me heated just thinking about it right now. Because wasn't the
3: story mission supposed to be wasn't the whole story part of Overwatch gonna so, be free? Yeah and also the main premises of why they made it Overwatch 2.
0: Yep, the yep. whole reason why they yep. made it into the whole reason why they made it into a free-to-play was because the story was gonna be free and then the microtransactions were gonna be in the new characters in the battle pass. But guess what? They monetized the story to- I am so upset. I cannot believe that they They monetized the one thing that they said was going to be free. And I'll be honest, like I said, in a vacuum, those three missions would be a great prologue to the overall story. Free story, mind you, and with the character trees, but with everything else that surrounds Overwatch 2, with all the controversies, all the lies, all of the underperformance, like it was just such a sour taste in my mouth that it was $20 one time purchase. And then you get the missions going forward. I'd be okay with that. Like, that's not how it's going to be. Next season, another $20. The following season after that, another $20. Three missions, that's an hour of content for $20 that they're going to sell every season and
1: I... That's gonna crash and burn. It will
0: crash and burn. Just like the YouTube anime they tried to do. I can't speak English today,
1: but... Yeah, I tried watching that. By that, I mean I watched the first episode when I talked about it and I haven't looked at it since because it was meh. Overwatch it was, was mostly
3: nice, but... It was mostly just lore drop. Overwatch and that's stuff. the Gets me It was so just
0: upset.
2: set up this season.
0: Literally. Yeah. I was just gonna say Sojourn and Remacha were the only reasons this had, this had story to it.
1: I was gonna say, I'll be honest, the lore of Overwatch is what got me into the game in the first place but at this point I am like so f***ing tired of just everything like I feel like one of those old people that just sit on the porch and they're like back in my day and then you just get you know like I just no, it doesn't I get bring that. me joy. It brings me this sour taste, as you said. And I just, like I said, I just feel like that stereotypical grumpy old man on his porch who's just constantly whining about the youth and how oh, things yeah. are bad
0: <laughs> I mean,
3: I agree. Like... Yeah. I will say it it is nice to finally get like present day story and lore finally, because everything with overwatch has always been stuff in the past that we learn about the game while fighting in PVP.
0: Right. Or Mm -hmm. waiting for the, or or waiting for the new character video to release. So that way we get more lore. I think the
1: only other like modern lore that we, you would get would be from the comics, but you'd have to like go out of your way to go find that.
0: I think that's where they revealed the Tracer was gay.
1: And yeah. And like, um, I think Hanzo's one skin was from uh one of the comics his like uh, e boy like streetwear skin or something oh God.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, when he's everybody. hiding from everybody. And now we have yeah. street hoodie Genji in the game. It's like, oh, God. Oh, also, I just want to say the new character.
1: You know what they did? Two things. One, praise the sun. They did that. Oh, yeah. Two, they literally, Let's and I'm make- going to be honest, I feel like they ripped off Senna from League of Legends. I'll be honest. Her kit looks exactly like Senna from League of Legends. She has a massive f***ing <laughs> gun that heals you but can also do damage. I, I'll i admit, I didn't read everything that this, new, that this new character does, but just her design a Alone looks strikingly similar to Senna. Does she have like some Her- kind of CC ability?
3: So how how she works is she has this like charged up rifle uh, mm-hmm. that you shoot it. Wait two seconds to power up the gun again and then shoot again, or you just keep rapid firing it for small small shots. But even then, the gun shoots very poor on damage wise. Exactly. Yeah, and then uh, she can shoot out this like healing turret that would heal all uh allies in the area.
0: It's pretty good actually. When I was cuz I also tried to do flashpoint mode and I was playing as the new character and she was cool, but I just want to say on, on a tangent, I hate Flashpoint. I hate that it's just control, but more. Control, but more, and then the control points get captured faster, so it's 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 like even less of a possibility of a comeback story. It's just it it, it bugged me. It really bugged me. But
3: going <laughs> on to that, uh, slightly on to that, though, is that her next ability is kind of a ripoff of Ashes where it's literally just a get back
0: button. Oh, where yeah. It just
3: kicks back enemies in front of you and kind of pushes you in the air. A little bit, um, but it's more of an area effect than it is just shooting your shotgun to, to blast yourself back from me, And then the alt, um, is probably where you're um feeling like it um rips off the person from League of Legends. I think I don't believe League of Legends as much um as you do, but uh, yeah, basically she flies up in the air and basically shoots down this sun orb at enemies and it attaches to them. And if you kill them, their bodies explode.
1: I was going to say, yeah, how Senna works is, like I said, she has a big gun that can either do damage or it heals, Um, which the healing is an ability because, you know, that it's a MOBA League of Legends. Your main attack is obviously going to do some form of damage, which is just, you know, clicking your mouse button but um, she has a form of CC where she just shoots out a beam and they get stunned. She has like something where you can move much more easily and then just big shield. Like and the des- like, I said the design, especially with just her weapon. I'm like, hmm, someone's copying, someone's homework. It seems over at Blizzard. Someone doesn't know how to make an original idea anymore. Uh,
0: that's like the entire entertainment industry trend. I mean, since yeah. we have kind of gone back to talking about mobas, I do wanna uh, going back to the
2: Bungie moba. Bungie recently, like in the last couple years, got a lot of people from Riot. So I'm this 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 moba may actually be decent.
1: Darius 2.0. I
0: hope I hope it'll be better
1: than yes. Overwatch. Cause yes. Like oh. I need, I
0: just need, I just need to pre- like preface like Overwatch oh, is not a MOBA. No, I know, but I'm saying like I was
1: gonna say play Heroes of the Storm if you wanna play Overwatch heroes in a MOBA.
0: I'm saying that I hope okay. I'm just saying I hope Bungie can do for this new MOBA what what uh, Blizzard is not doing for Overwatch. Because Overwatch is my favorite game of all time aside from like Black Ops 3. But like mm-hmm. it's it just hurts me to see the company just squeeze every little penny that they can out of it. Did I I paid $20 to play an hour's worth of content? Yes. Did I enjoy it somewhat? Kind of. Would it have been better in its full form? How they promised? Uh, yeah. And that's absolutely. And honestly, uh, see, that's...
3: I'm not even going to look at that price tag because I already just watched all the cinematics on
0: YouTube. See, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. I don't blame you for that. Literally, the only reason I went through and played it is because I wanted that one-to-one experience because it's like it's my favorite yeah. game, dude. I love that. It was so much fun, but it's just okay. Th- the the best way I can word it for those of you who are Gears of War fans and Angel you're going to really like this but this is uh the Overwatch story is Gears of War Judgment to the to the Overwatch series it is it is short segmented missions where you don't it's 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 kind of hollow if I'm gonna be honest and that's how I feel how overwatch is right now it's just hollow
1: bro just give me an overwatch RPG at this point right
0: o- overwatch RPG yeah. with with tier with, with character tier lists and ca- and character move uh trees no there's
2: like just an RPG where you can play up to like four if they want to keep it five five people on to team, and you actually just go through the story of what's going on
1: yeah, yeah like and if they want to do the prequel stuff and everything, like, you know, this is what happened during the Omni- Omnic War and everything. This is what happened when things fell. This is how we're rebuilding, and this is now the future of what's currently the situation of the world and what's, like, beaten, what's going on, like, going wrong and everything like that, I honestly think would be a pretty good idea for Blizzard to do. Or, you know... <laughs> They're gonna milk that cash cow like a...
0: Or, you know, they could do what what uh, Fortnite does and just make make a Battle Royale, an Overwatch Battle Royale.
1: <laughs>
0: I... With how
2: bottlenecked the- Powers are in that game yeah. between different characters.
0: I could just that imagine. I, I could just work. imagine Ramatra just running through a city, dude. Holding. Yeah, just
2: you would just have someone play Ramatro or Hog, and they just win every game.
1: Or you know, someone make a microwave room. Oh, oh no! <laughs>
0: Don't let's not let's not go back to the, let's not go back to the car wash, please.
1: Hey, you loved being Find part
2: the center of, the of circle.
0: circle. I was.
1: You just I, took loved, them in.
0: I loved being. A, I loved being on a certain side of it. On the other side, not so much.
3: <laughs> You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.
0: Oh, man. But speaking of, uh, not necessarily Fortnite, but the company that makes it, Epic, um, they are trying to expand cross-play. So, Trin, why don't you take us through what their overall plan is for their developer tools?
1: So, with that, Sorry, what I was trying to say, yes. um, yeah, so, as you know, with, um, Crossplay has been definitely a very nice thing that has been becoming a lot more popular, especially if you are more of a um, Xbox slash PC, because at this point, they're kind of conjoined um, because of the fact that Microsoft owns both of them in the sense of, you know, they're big PC and then Microsoft also owns Xbox. You know, you probably, you know, you've probably seen a lot of crossplay stuff, but there are still a lot of games that don't necessarily do that, whether by choice or because of who they're developed by, doesn't like it, or, you know, they just... Don't have the capabilities, but um, Epic Games is going to be uh, making crossplay integration a lot more easier for game devs by expanding its free crossplay overlay from PC to console, which I believe that would, yeah, Unreal Engine, Unreal. Yeah, they're um, essentially going to be expanding that to the devs. So that way, um, and this is probably more for like um, indie games because indie game industry has been booming a lot in the past couple of years. And I understand that when you're a smaller team, it is probably a lot harder to configure your games to run across multiple platforms. And so by this way, you know, it's going to be able to give these developers a chance to expand their game pool for a a bunch more people rather than just only being able to release it on the console that they originally planned and everything. So it'll, you know, be, it'll make gamers happier in the sense where, you know, they don't have to go and buy, like, this whole new thing just to play it, or now, like, you know, it's a a problem we've shared where, you know, oh, you know, this, I only play it on this console, or, you know, I mostly go PC nowadays, and, you know, it's like, oh, shit, I can't join you guys. Essentially, it allows people to come together much more easily, Mm -hmm. and I think that's A really good thing that Epic is trying to do. I know you can say what you want about Epic. It's I think that this they have their moments, but um, I think it's a really nice thing, um, a nice few outlook of the future for games in general. Because you know, currently, I think like as I said, Microsoft is the biggest one that has the easiest form of crossplay, just due to the fact of you know they're a big company. But there's a lot of games that don't fall into that. That you know, it it sucks to suck, you know, Um, and. (laughs) Because you know, there's a lot. I remember. I know there's um, what Deep Rock. I think uh, that does have crossplay, but it's because they have their Microsoft version has crossplay. You buy that on Steam, you can only play with Steam users and PC Microsoft users. You can't play Steam Deep Rock with Xbox console players, and you know that's kind of stinky. So, say Deep Rock was a Epic game rather than being on Steam which it might be I don't know because they are also a smaller team game eventually you know you can you don't have to get the you know Xbox edition if you don't really have an Xbox account and you don't want to have to pay for that and everything Um, you could just probably buy it on Epic and then if you have friends who play it on Xbox then you can join them now that's really good
0: I just I don't know I, I feel like as a the industry standard crossplay should just be a thing regardless of it really what should you're on
1: it really should I get sometimes it can be a bit difficult but like especially for the bigger companies it really should be kind of a standard at this point because you know you're releasing your game across all of these platforms already. I feel like you should at the very least take a little extra time to have, be, have your players connect because um one game that really frustrated me that it never got implemented was Monster Hunter World apparently back in I think late 2019 to early 2020 they had plans to enable crossplay but then the Panini hit tragically and I understand understand a lot of bad things happened during that time period when it came to employment with people and they had to put a pause on it. However, since things have now improved, I think they just kind of threw it in the trash at this point and they've moved on, which is sad. But it's still tragic that they had it on like they had it as an idea. Oh, yeah. Things happened. And then they were like, you know what? Blech. And just threw it in the trash. No. Like, I hope that they. I don't think their newer games have it, though. Do they?
2: Uh, I'm actually not sure if Rise has co- crossplay or not.
1: Regardless, I know a lot of those games tend to be a little stingy when it comes to wanting to share. Another good one is uh, I love them dearly from Soft. Please, for the love of God, make your games crossplay. I'm so tired of having to constantly buy different copies of your games Ooh. just to play with different groups of friends. It's getting annoying. How
2: many Elden Rings do you?
1: I. Own two copies. I swear to God, if I have to buy a PC copy, I'm gonna cry.
4: Oh no, please! But yeah, Trent, you gotta get one. Oh. yes, yeah, let's go. No, we're gonna play Elden Ring on the PC when I get my no. PC. El- no, no, uh, like I, don't know. I mean,
1: then I would have the option to mod it though. So that does sound a little intriguing. <laughs>
0: Can't wait
4: (laughs) to be Solaire going through Elden Ring.
0: Speaking of games that are going to be appearing on more platforms subset, I hear that Red Dead Redemption is going to be coming to all platforms except for PC, which I find absolutely hilarious. Yes, the first Red Dead. And it's not a remaster
4: or a remake. They're just porting it onto the newer consoles and the Switch. Which is ridiculous
0: that they're selling it for $50. Yeah,
4: It kind of is, seeing there's not really any improvement. Granted, you do get Red Dead 1 and Undead Nightmare and all in one, but still, $50 for basically the same game is a bit steep.
3: Or over. With the, all he did was change yeah, the it, buttons over and make sure it can run on the system. I feel it, like if anything 30 should have been the max price.
0: Right? Right? I feel like that should be the standard for all of these non-remastered and even even remastered like half price exactly. of what it was supposed
3: to come out as originally.
2: Well, it, it depends on what kind of remaster they do at least in my mm. opinion. Cuz if, it's if just, they do like uh, like how Dead Space was remastered, that was That the, I could see that being price. worth 60 to 80 bucks, but yeah, like a board. Like, makes no.
3: sense because they completely read over did the game remastered yeah, and day and pretty much Death remade. Phase. But if it's just a port over like this is gonna be, I feel like it should only be like 30 40 bucks at most. But that's kind of pushing it too,
4: right? Oh no. man. So scum. There is silver linings throughout this. For PlayStation 4 and 5, surprisingly, you can play the game in 4K. 4K resolution. So oh. that's like a bit of a nice upgrade to it. That and surprisingly, it works and runs pretty well on the Switch. Hey, that's good. Which is you know, a saying th- a lot. This
2: year, by the end of this year, it's going to be obsolete anyway.
4: Yeah, uh, but even then, it's still going to be av- available. And in my opinion, for at least for the Switch, it's a good game to to have on its roster and on the store but still 50 bucks for it it's a bit steep but if you want to have a good time being a cowboy and you know be a cowboy and kill zombies it's a I guess is a good investment if you haven't
0: played the first one how's it how's its performance on the switch
4: oh uh, it's it maxed out 30 frames per se- second you know that's surprising frames, actually that's pretty standard
0: for most Switch games, so. Oh, I know, but I'm just I'm just saying, like whenever I
2: whenever
4: I hear
0: tears about
2: only went up to thirty,
0: I'm always surprised when I hear Switch games are running well with the with the limitations that that console has in today's gaming market. It's
4: just a surprising thing just to see after being hinted at this, and a lot of
0: people were hoping at least a remake or a remaster of the old one, right? Like but, even if they had done like a remaster of both of them, that like a collection piece. That would have been so cool to like bring them up to modern day graphics. That at, would have been nice. Add any but that external be, DLC or whatever.
4: It would be similar to like Dead Space. If they're going to do something like that, they have to That's legit true. bring it down from the ground up. Granted, Rockstar has the same assets. They had the game still, so they probably just do the same thing. But You know, they
0: did it. And this is where we're at. And unfortunately, this is where it's going to stay. I mean, I'm just surprised that it still hasn't come out come out on PC. Which, yeah, I feel like the modding community would like be would like have a field day with Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the mods for Red Dead too, dude? I have not. I, I only base the modding community by Skyrim mods.
1: <laughs> this is Gemini, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.
0: But yeah, going going from one company that's trying to squeeze every dollar out of an IP. Blaze, why don't you take us through? the recent Ahsoka trailer, because I think there's been, like, several trailers that have been, that have come out.
3: Yeah! So they, they, they've they done a few different trailers, a lot of it kind of just going off of the same stuff, and then also a couple, like, small clips that they've shown off for it. The Ahsoka series is right around the corner, and it's going to be an eight-episode run.
0: Ooh, ahsoka was always the character i most had the interest in when it came to the clone wars so i'm really glad that she's finally getting like a live action oh yeah you had an interest in her all right yeah i did i just want to see her in live action adaptation okay
4: she was 13 i first appearance just letting you know oh right. okay and so was bobber when she first appeared exactly
0: i was of age because we were both the same age <laughs> Anyway, but you're right
3: though, it is is nice to finally see Ahsoka more in the spotlight. We have seen her a lot animated-wise with like the, the final season of Clone Wars, seeing her take really a more of a more prominent important role, but now having her in live action with a couple cameos and a few other shows like Mandalorian, now it's nice to finally see her with her own series, which it seems like the Ahsoka series is going to heavily be more of a continuation on the story of the Rebels animated series, where it's going to be members of the Rebels crew with like Hera, Chopper, and Sabine as they're trying to hunt down Thrawn before he comes back to take over the empire but meanwhile it seems the trailer there's also a few uh sith inquisitors left over that are hunting her down as well which one of them by the name of Balon Skull um, seems to know quite a bit about Anakin Skywalker and also knows that, that Vader is Anakin. So it's interesting to see how this how much how uh intrinsic this Inquisitor is into knowing stuff about Vader and Ahsoka. But from one of the trailers, we might also get a few more scenes of Hayden Christensen coming back for flashbacks of Anakin, potentially. Ooh. And we're also from some of the leaks of like the cast, uh, there's also gonna be a live action Ezra Bridger, so he might be coming back as well from his unknown fate at the end of Rebel. Which kind of makes sense if Thrawn's back, Ezra's probably back as well.
0: I mean, I hope all goes well. I mean, I for one really fell off of the Star Wars hype train, especially with all the, I don't know, I just feel like there's just like, it also kind of stretches to Marvel too. I just feel like there's a lot of burnout with all the content that has been pumped out. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, that's fair. But thankfully, it still stays fresh enough to where it doesn't feel like a Marvel burnout with how much Marvel has been kind of going down lately. Right. Right. But with Star Wars, I think it's quite nice of how much, for the most part, every series that comes out just keeps on building up, especially after the pretty much downfall of the new trilogy of Star Wars movies, how many of the fandom didn't really care for them. Right. But it's nice to see stuff like Ahsoka starting to build it back up, which is all, which is great too, because Dave Filoni making the character of Ahsoka in the Clone Wars series and then just being part of series job with John Favreau's. Uh, It's nice to see that those two have really helped strengthen the universe of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I feel that. But one other thing I thought was really interesting was one of the clips mentioned that Ahsoka left Sabine after a couple years of training her, so I think
0: Sabine is trying to become a Jedi. Ooh, we could always use more of those, especially after what happened.
3: Yeah, because we do see a couple scenes with her trying to use the lightsaber, and at one point in the trailer, you do hear Sabine call Ahsoka master.
0: Hey, that's dope. I actually like that. I like that because my history of Ahsoka has always been with her being the understudy, but it's really interesting to see her as take on that master role now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Specifically, if you really look at and realize
4: who she picked up rather quickly, she had not only Anakin, but Obi-Wan and Padme to teach her other parts of
0: you know life and the world. She had some great teachers. Going From the live-action adaptation of a Star Wars uh, IP, we've got an actual half-decent-looking anime trailer, so uh, Menace, why don't you take us through what Scott Pilgrim's got for us? So, Scott
2: Pilgrim finally returns once again. Once again. (laughs) And... For the third uh, time. And uh, we are getting an animated series, or anime series, whichever not sure what you would technically call it, but uh, it is going to consist of everybody from the live action movie is reprising their roles.
1: What?
0: That's so cool! And
2: it, it literally everybody else, everybody from it signed
0: on. That's awesome. Back onto it. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that, actually.
2: Uh, it, so far, it's only been confirmed for an eight episode run, and it is said that the plot will uh, follow the the same as the live action movie.
0: Will it be, will it be like kind of a retelling uh, continuation
2: it'll be a retelling it doesn't it's not a sequel it just goes from the the whole plot of the movie goes from so i'm guessing that essentially episode one is going to be them meeting each of the seven episodes afterwards is going to be one of the exes
0: i actually really like that idea because i feel like it'll give the show some time to actually flesh out a lot of the exes it's been so long since i've seen scott pilgrim versus the world but i feel like a lot of the time each encounter just felt like oh here's a person oh they're defeated oh here's another person oh they're defeated you know what I mean I feel like I feel like in this series you will really be able to explore each of the individual that's the whole point though I mean yeah the, I know. the live action movie
2: was actually my first introduction to Scott Pilgrim mine too to be honest when it came out so I had known nothing about it but then watching it afterwards getting into it the movie doesn't really like the game doesn't really explain it to you either like they just kind of showed up because they're Ramona's exes and they know that Ramona's got a new boyfriend so it's like I I, I kind of understood how that was going but to put it into an animated fashion and I think will work better than the live action.
0: But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the Scott Pilgrim show. Did they say anything about like when it'll be coming out? The first episode is set to air
2: November seventeenth. Ooh,
0: that's actually pretty close. Do you think the whole thing will be out by Christmas, or do you think it'll extend in the next year? I mean, I guess that depends on how many seasons it'll get. They only said they're doing eight episodes, my guy. Well, yeah, but like they could, if it ever like really caught on in popularity, they'd definitely do a second season. And I don't think that they're gonna be able. To to get that big star cast
2: to do multiple seasons.
0: That's true. Especially with the fact that they got literally everybody from the original movie. Like, it'll be a little like, difficult me, to retain. For all
2: those people. of you that haven't seen the movie, let me let me pull this up real quick so you guys can know who's in it.
3: Yeah, there, there's a pretty big list and a lot of these actors are a lot bigger than they were.
2: Michael, Michael sarah Is that how you say his yep, last name? Michael, Michael sarah, sarah Scott Pilgrim. Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Ramona. Chris Evans as Lucas Lee. He's Chris Evans like the was in Scott guy. Pilgrim. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was the jock. He was the actor. Oh yeah. Guy,
0: the actor X. Oh my dude. He's I the older come, dude. Dude. Oh my god. I. Oh. Anna
2: Anna Kendrick as Stacy Pilgrim, Scott's sister. Uh, Brie Larson as Envy Adams. Aubrey Plaza as Julie Power. That's. Satya fair. Baba. Yeah. Like. Um, okay. So. As Matthew Patel. So. Allison Pill is Kim Pine. Mark Webber is Stephen Stills. Uh, Kyrian Cullen is Walt. Wallace Wells Brandon Routh as Todd Ingram, Jason Schwartzman as Gideon Graves, Johnny A. Simons as Young Neil, Mae Whitman as Roxy Richer, and Ellen Wong as Knives.
0: I'm a huge Michael Sarah fan, so I'm really glad to see that he's reprising uh, this role. Uh, one uh, one question I had because I didn't get a chance to see the actual trailer: um, What's the art style that they're taking? Because like my immediate thought is like going eight bit, but straight from the comic books. Straight from the comic yeah. books. Straight from the awesome.
3: comic books.
2: That's Literally so cool. It just looks
0: straight out of the comics. That's awesome.
2: It's, it, it looks really good. Uh, the, the trailer actually shows scenes straight out of the movie. Like, it, oh. you get to see straight... Like they they remade the scenes in the oh, animated style. Oh,
0: I see. I gotcha, I gotcha.
2: And you can like, you can see you can as someone posted on TikTok of the scenes right next to each other, live action and animated. It looks so good. That's, I'm actually very excited. See, for this that's show. why
0: I love animation. It's just, you'd be so much more expressive. You can be so much more detailed. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I, I might actually check this out, to be honest. I think that wraps up a lot of the news with what we were talking about today. It's uh, a, a widespread today and I uh I don't know I, I feel like there were some ups and some downs but we got we got a pretty good news day out of it I, I, I just want to implore everyone to go check out any uh, and all of the other uh, stories that we've been talking about today go check out all the trailers and all the news go spend your money uh no don't spend your money uh be be cautious be conscious with your money don't don't waste it money money is important uh it's
1: okay to treat yourself on on occasion but do not constantly spend your money on needless shit like the yeah! $20 so that rock and Rob wasted. Hey,
0: hey, I Don't got I got me. I got to talk about it on the podcast, so I consider it worth it. Mm, no, <laughs> OK, that, I guess we, you I could guess have watched
2: good. a 30 minute video and still talked about it on the podcast.
0: Yeah, but oh I wouldn't God. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had all the emotion. I wouldn't have had all the all the vitriol to spit. But uh, and hatred exactly. And hatred. I had to I had to feel that anger from the core of my being. Yeah, I just want to really quickly implore everyone to go check out all the other great uh, podcasts that CJSW has to offer. And I want to say it's been an absolute pleasure to have uh, this time with all of you, with with Blaze. Anytime. With Gemini.
1: A pleasure as always.
0: With Menace. And... Yep, yep. and with Angel we will all see you in the next episode it's been a pleasure and uh, have a great rest of your day guys goodbye Goodbye. goodbye you're listening to the pop culture effect on CJSW